0: The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can
3: do something epic. Good morning. Good,
1: Good afternoon. afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate.
2: The Force, it's calling to you. Just let it in.
1: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad you've decided to join us. Hey, we've got uh, some Star Wars stuff to talk about this week. uh, There's always some Star Wars stuff to talk about. That's why we do a podcast about it every week. And you're here. Mm -hmm. You're in the right place. It's a good humdinger of a time here at the Star Wars Report. And let's bring him in. My co-host, a man of mystery and intrigue and uh, scraggly beard, Nike t-shirt. It's Mr. Mark Herleman.
3: Hey,
4: hey, hey. You know, I gotta say, every time I hear that new intro, I just fall in love with it all over
3: again.
1: I Thank know. you again, Bruce. That's I just the, awesome. The new intro, but it's over a year old now, right? I, of, I don't even the, care. Right now. It's, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. I
3: started it in May of last year. You're oh, right. Wow. What this the is crap. the anniversary of it. Um, yeah. Every time I listen to it, I always think like, oh, I should have brought that level down. Oh, I should have brought that level up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's funny, this is, uh, we're a year into what I would call the... The third age, for you Lord of the Rings fans, or maybe for Marvel fans, ooh, the third ooh, phase yeah. of the Star Wars yeah. Report podcast. I think that's fair to say, right?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Wait, what are done? the different phases? Explain that. So the first,
1: phase one, was with Robert Downey Jr., no, um, phase one <laughs> was uh, me, Mark, and Bethany, at, after the Bothan Report, through the Disney purchase. You know what? There's mm, The really, golden age. You know what? There's really four. This is the fourth age, because the second mm-hmm. age, I would say, is the... Disney purchase and the rapid growth and how quickly the everything in the whole Star Wars community changed because there's new movies. And then the third age was uh, Bruce coming on board and being and producing. This is post celebration Europe and Mm, uh, the changing the shifting around the dynamic and the responsibilities of the show. And then I I guess that makes uh, we're a year into that phase. So crazy, Mm -hmm. crazy time. The third age of the Star Wars report. There, Should we start
3: another age, uh, or phase? Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe just a random guest will show up and we will make that person a co-host.
1: Oh, at least for this episode, that would be fun. We'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. It's very on the nose, Mister Bruce. I, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> uh, but yes, no, we've uh, we got a lot to talk about it. So let's not dilly dally. Let's jump into the news.
0: We have something to report. do pleasure. I have
2: the news. Data brought to us by the bottom spies.
0: We can send a clear transmission.
2: There it is. Listen, listen.
1: So we're starting off. Um, I know this is the really the big news of the week. And um, it's an, another kind of sad day in the Star Wars community this past week. Uh, as people have been sending in their tributes to uh, the one and only Peter Mayhew who just passed away. Uh, this last week, and so I wanted to open the show, not to keep it on a downer too much or anything like that, but I did just want to pay tribute to the one and only Chewbacca himself, Peter Mayhew, who I actually have a little bit of a personal connection to, which I'm realizing, like in the general Star Wars fandom community, kind of everybody at some point has a little bit of a connection uh, to the uh, to the Wookie. And, uh, so I wanted to start off and, and, and relive a, little, a few memories with you guys. In fact, Bruce, we were just talking before the show started and I was looking at some of the pictures of the times that we did pan- panels with him at DragonCon. Mm-hmm. That's really where I know him from, uh, was DragonCon 2015 and DragonCon 2017. He came out and, and did the Stars of Star Wars panels and I hosted one of those panels. Bethany, uh, hosted one of them as well. And, uh... And it was just he was he was an absolute sweetheart. I know I'm sure everyone's really been paying tribute, and the, and and everyone's been kind of recognizing how much he really poured into the fan community, and and was one of the original OG Star Wars actors to do that. I mean, he guys like him, Jeremy Bullock, uh, Dave Prowse, those guys were on those guys were on the convention circuit before it was a thing, like before it was cool, before there was like Star Wars Celebration mania like back in the 90s and stuff. So they've been a part of fandom uh, for a long time. But uh, straight from his Twitter account, uh, the family of Peter Mayhew with deep love and sadness regrets to share the news that Peter's passed away. He left us this e- the evening of April 30th, 2019, with his family by his side in his North Texas home. And, uh, man, it kind of... It's, it's one of the... It's the first... Because I'm usually not super, if I'm honest, emotional about... Um, these kinds of things, but it's it's the first time we've had a sort of uh, death in the Star Wars family that was that hit more home to me because I actually had interacted with him and mm-hmm. um, and he was always um, such a sweetheart. He, I, I think, really the hallmark of when I was, uh, and I think this is the best way I can kind of illustrate who Peter Mayhew was, was um, in twenty uh, DragonCon twenty seventeen. I just remember. Um, how important it was for him to uh, walk on stage. It's something he really wanted to do. um, And he was very determined to because uh, he wasn't in the best of health and it was a bit of a struggle for him. He had his sort of famous lightsaber cane assisting him. But uh, that was very important that uh, he didn't uh, have to be on the wheelchair that he was known for going around the conventions just so that he could stand up and wave to the, uh, to the fans. And like, he really, and that took some effort and that he put that same effort into the panel. He could have just kind of mumbled into the microphone and, and I've seen plenty of panels, uh, in, in the nerd world of, you know, celebrity guests just kind of phoning it in and just hanging out and answering a Q and a line for a while. But like, uh, he always, always answer, uh, questions and told entertaining stories and was there to really kind of entertain and engage with all the fans who'd come out to see him and meet him and, and really, um, put an effort to uh make it worth their while so peter may i mean he was just an awesome dude and it makes me super sad
4: Mm -hmm. no yeah no the only good thing that comes out of these things is the outpouring of love and the artistic side of the fandom you know i mean you see some great pictures of of him carrie fisher and uh kenny Yeah. yeah uh the guy that played r2 and just You know that side of things, I think, is is beautiful. You know the 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 outpouring of love that everyone had. You know, you hear Mark Hamill talk about the compassion of his eyes and how that was the only thing that of him that you could see in the films and stuff. And yet he portrayed so much with those eyes. Uh, For me, the closest I ever got was at Anaheim. We were waiting to go down on the elevator, and he had pulled up behind us. And I we I told my son, "I'm like, we're gonna let him take the you know." that was for me that was so cool just to be that close and be like i gave my elevator to him like <laughs> but yeah i remember when you got to do that panel i was just like oh you lucky
1: dog <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was such a great experience um in, twi- yeah. in in 2015 um it was him and vanessa marshall and i just wanted to pull i pulled a little clip from uh, toad geek on youtube and we'll have links to it in the show notes, as well as links to, uh, we made some blog posts with a bunch of photos and kind of recaps of the uh, panels, and you can see a bunch of pictures from it. But uh, we'll put those in the show notes for the episode at, at uh, the website. But uh, just take a quick listen. I think the moment it really hit home was when Harrison Ford says, Chewie, you're
0: home. Yeah! Woo! yeah. <laughs>
2: I'll say something about Harrison, he
1: certainly meant it. He meant <laughs> that we are here, we are gonna do it, and we're gonna enjoy it. Amazing. And, what more you want? and so uh, yep, Peter Mayhew, I, I, I got to play like um a sort of behind the scenes reel uh there that had just come out and it was just it was so much fun to kind of see that with Peter and the audience. It was just really cool. So he... So I have
3: uh, a funny story then, too, when you're ready.
1: Yeah, no, hit me. So... uh,
3: (laughs) Well, okay. So I've met him several times because when you were doing the panel, I was helping out. I took questions. And then like the next day I took my family by his table and we said hi to him, took a picture and all that. But my funny story is similar to Mark's about an elevator. So I was at Star Wars Celebration Orlando and we were staying at the same hotel, the Marriott or whatever, whatever the big hotel was. Uh, by the convention center and I went over to the elevators and he was in his wheelchair and he had hit the, you know, the up button and we're both standing there waiting. I wasn't talking. We were just sitting there and the elevator doors open and I walked in and he just sat there and he was looking at me. I said, are you, are you coming? He's like, no, I'm not. And then he wheeled off and I was like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, he wheeled off towards the bar, so I think maybe he changed his mind. <laughs> I think I thought
1: about it for a second oh man, yeah, no, that's very true that's he was a character, and he wasn't and 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 he was um he was just entertaining I, he's he, he's known to be a little grumpy sometimes, I mean, not unlike Chewbacca in some moments of the scenes like I remember he also told the story uh in that twenty fifteen uh panel of uh how he, the tsa was tried to take away his lightsaber cane and he yeah. wouldn't have it <laughs> it was pretty it was a pretty great story um and you know you
4: gotta you gotta blame harrison ford though i mean you, you're working with harrison all that time it's gotta rub off
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no that's true that's very true can't argue with the can't argue with that logic so yep uh peter mayhew he will be missed and uh May the force be with you, Peter.
2: I put that mask on, and Chewie transformed me. I transformed. The attitude was different.
1: The walk was different. Chewie turned on. Do the scenes,
2: come back, take the mask off.
1: Peter was back. Of course, Artu, everybody misses the Wookiee. He was such an interesting character.
0: What did he say? Oh, he misses us too.
2: Goodbye, Chewbacca. Miss you. I will.
1: You're listening to the Star Wars Report. I find your lack of faith disturbing. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is the Star Wars Report podcast. So glad you've tuned in. And thanks for sticking with us as we pay tribute to uh, our favorite Wookiee, Peter Mayhew. But hey, we've got a lot more news to talk about in the episode. Uh, Wanted to talk a little bit about uh, really our top story this week. It was May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. (laughs) Get it? It's like just uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> 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 it that's the sound of <laughs> Bruce
1: Gibson dying, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it was no, May the Fourth. I'm not. We all had stuff that I'm sure we did the that weekend. We'll probably talk about it some in Boba's Bounty. But the big announcement mm-hmm. was um, coming out of uh, StarWars.com. So you know it's real. You know it's official. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, ain't no substitute, StarWarsReport.com, the Rise of Skywalker publishing schedule has been released, and uh, it looks pretty great, not going to lie. Um, so it's a complete, um, and this is sort of just like The Last Jedi, and uh, as well with The um, Force Awakens, they did this Journey 2 series of books, and uh, the uh, Rise of Skywalker is no exception, uh, kicking us off is uh, Rebecca Roanhorse is writing uh, Journey to the Rise of Skywalker, Resistance, Reborn. Uh, Mark Hurlman, tell me all about this book.
4: Well, in this Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker novel, Poe Dameron, General Leia Organa, Ray Finn, all must struggle to rebuild the Resistance after the defeat at the hands of the First Order in The Last Jedi. What's interesting about this, and I think we have a great opportunity because the journey to books so far with the last few movies have been anything but a journey to the books or to the movies. They've been like, well, this is the background of the planet and this is the background of this, but there's really no character background you're going to get. But I think because we've pushed this movie out farther, I think we're going to see an actual lead up to things because this movie is supposed to be set a couple years out from the last one. So there's that gap that they're going to fill in. I think that's what we're going to see for the first time. Whereas the last few movies, They were holding things in. They didn't want to spoil anything. But with that gap, you've got some room to wiggle with. And so we're going to see a lot of these are around the resistance and what's been going on with Leia and stuff. Uh, The next one that we have is one that looks really enticing. It's a force collector. So in the journey of those books, we have a, rela- a restless teenager setting out to discover what connection his mysterious force powers have to the fabled Jedi and what the Force has in store for him. And that's an exciting one for me. I, I don't know about you, it, Riley. And
1: the cover is pretty cool. Uh, so it's not a teen we know, uh, mm-hmm. but he looks a lot like a scavenger on what looks kind
4: of like almost a tribute to the Kenobi figure that they had uh, yeah. put out. I think it was it uh, does kind of look like uh, that. You know, the one I'm talking about where he's got everything and they had the lightsaber hanging
3: off of it. Yeah, it uh, does kind of look like that.
1: Not visionaries, Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan, but I know what you're talking about. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, definitely. And uh, fortuitous timing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because we have a a very special guest who just just became... Phase four! (laughs) (laughs) Phase phase four begins now. Phase four! Um, I know, it's happening. Hey, Aaron Goins, what's up, man? What's up? You uh, your timing is impeccable. We only just started uh, covering the books, but it's Aaron Goins, everybody from Star Wars Bookworm. So it is, what's the word? Apropos. I love whenever I get a chance to use that word, I get very excited. It is apropos <laughs> that you can come talk about Resistance Reborn.
2: <laughs> get it?
1: <laughs> it's po. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> it's uh, a. <clears throat> Uh, no, we actually already talked about that one, but but we just got we're just getting to the next one, so I'll just jump straight into it, Aaron, and get your take on it. The um, the comic, uh, mm. Marvel, uh, Marvel's jumping into this. No, no, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Marvel's I was looking at the wrong line here. Yeah, the rise of Skywalker allegiance. This is by Ethan Sacks. Uh, Aaron, give me the the. I, I've got, actually, I've got it right here. On the run since the destruction of Star Killer Base, General Olea... And the remaining handful of resistance have barely managed to survive, much less strike back against the superior forces of the First Order. Running low on options, Leia decides to reach out to her former allies, the Mon Calamari, whose shipyard once
2: powered
0: the Rebel Alliance. Where were these Mon Calamari when she was sending out that stress call in The Last Jedi? Right?
3: right i think that's what we're gonna find out well that's what i'm wondering if this is what takes place between the force awakens and the last jedi when they're getting ready to leave the base and she reaches reaches out to them at that point because it says they're on the run since the destruction of star killer base
0: uh, oh
1: so it's yeah yeah i got the timeline wrong okay well this this also kind of ties into the the main star wars line Of uh, Star Wars 47 Mutiny on Mon Cala, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: which um, is uh, one of the better arcs, I dare say, uh, in the Marvel comic line, which kind of chronicles how the Rebel Alliance actually uh, has that initial crucial partnership with the Mon Calamari, acquiring those capital ships that, of course, we all know from uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is probably one of the, the announcements that I'm less excited about, just because it's kind of going backwards. Yeah. In mm-hmm. time, then, like Journey I, to. I'm really excited about the stuff that's like after the Last Jedi, or the stuff that's about characters we don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. But something kind of about I don't know. This one doesn't sound as interesting to me.
4: See, I feel like this one is going to be after the Last Jedi, because in a sense, everything about the Last Jedi is them being on the run since the destruction of Starkiller Base.
1: Like- I guess technically <laughs> speaking.
0: Yeah. Um, like okay, so there. we're still speculating exactly where this one falls.
4: Yeah, they, yeah, I mean they really does. haven't exactly said. I mean yeah, we know exactly. it's gonna come out in October and that's about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well I mean if it's the if the if this is part of the program of the the um journey to episode nine, right?
3: Yep, yep,
0: mm-hmm. yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. I'll, yeah. So it makes and, you sense know, that it would be after
3: the description also says General Leia and the remaining handful of resistance. Uh, so now that does make uh, me think it's yeah,
0: after the last. Yeah, that's true. Shot. That's true. And the remaining Bruce seventeen. Bruce is now changing his mind. Bruce, you had me convinced that I was <laughs> I, you wrong. You know, I now, can change but, it again.
3: Uh, this takes place right after
1: the yeah. Empire Strikes
3: Back.
0: Uh, All right. <laughs> as,
3: as, as much
1: as I w- like the, the the there there's some uh, kiddo books which are great if you have kids, but um, you know. Since I don't have young kids, and Aaron, I know you do, but I'm skipping past them anyway. I'm going to jump to Spark of the Resistance, which is Justin Ireland. Why is that name familiar? Justin Ireland. Justin Ireland.
0: Justina Ireland just wrote Justina. Lando's Luck.
1: Justina. That's a, a, a Freudian slip. Lando, Lando's. Wait, Lando's. No. What's the one that wait. I. Which one did you
4: jump down to?
1: Uh, I jumped down to uh, Journey to Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, Spark of the Resistance. Disney Lucasfilm-Pressed, illustrated by Phil Noto. Okay, okay, um, okay. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a no, middle-grade middle novel. This one's, um, when a distress plea goes up from the isolated planet Minfar, resistance heroes Ray, Poe, uh, po and Rose hear the call. Poor, oh, poor Finn. <laughs> anyway, uh, together they will face down a First Order battalion, terrifying Ooh. flying creatures, and a weapon- that could change the course of the war. Dang. Uh-oh. Dang. And it's got a pretty sweet cover of uh, Rey in her Rise of Skywalker garb, which is pretty cool.
4: Uh, okay, okay, okay. Thoughts around the table. What could this weapon be that could change the course of the war? Are we talking another super weapon? It's got to be
1: a super weapon, right? No. That's all we ever do? No, no, uh-uh. Uh, weapon, the weapon is, I don't know, I'm trying to, uh...
0: Sometimes they 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 kind of do things that are like not super weapons, but it's still super powerful, like an artifact or something small that you can mm. employ. I feel like it, they might be going that direction. Mm. But uh, I mean, Just Justina Ireland she did write Lando's Luck, which I really liked that book. And um, Phil Noto is attached to it as well with art, and his stuff is always yeah, amazing. I'm assuming the, the cover you're describing is is yeah. by him. I'm guessing. It
1: looks like it, it looks like his art style. Um, yeah, it's a nice yeah. looking cover. Yeah, and and I'm excited about that one. And then we have um, Star Wars Adventures. They don't have the cover final, um, but uh, Star Wars Adventures, this is IDW Publishing, and it's a a series of original stories. The mighty Wookiees of Kashyyyk must defend their home against the armies of the evil First Order. Plus, R2-D2, C-3PO, and BB-8 team up on a top-secret spy adventure Mm -hmm. for the Resistance. Which
3: we've been asking for for years.
1: What this is w- true. Wait, what have we been asking for for years?
3: For R two C three O and B eight to team up on a secret spy mission.
1: Yeah, we have. R two's R2, been put in the corner.
4: Nobody puts baby in the corner,
1: Ryan. right? Come on, that get on tr- board. Uh, that right. is true. That is true. R two D two probably has been. I mean, like, I guess remember them in um in Rogue One. <laughs> it like, ah, it's like, man, 3PO. Bye, T R O.
0: These you know, Star Wars Adventures comics. Heart. Yeah, the Star Wars adventure comics have been a little hit and miss for me, the ones that I've read. Yeah. yeah sometimes they have a fun story. Sometimes they're just a little over-the-top silly. And they're definitely targeted at a much younger audience than I am. Um, really? Yeah, yeah it does seem. My- yeah. <laughs> but the Kashyyyk the stuff sounds interesting. Um, I The droid intrigued. adventure, not so much.
1: Wait, droid adventures are always great in Star Wars. Just watch the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Dep- Depends on your taste. A droid bubble bath, my friend. It doesn't get better than that. <laughs> listen, you know as much as I whined about some episodes of Rebels not being as good as Clone Wars. Listen, Clone Wars had their turkeys too. <laughs> we have to be fair. Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: there
2: were turkeys I mean, in it.
0: Clone Wars hit their stride at season three.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, we have oh a sticker book. That's cool. We have a new ships and battles uh, book. That's cool uh Ultimate and then guide. what did yeah. i
0: miss that you guys already talked about
1: uh the first the first two are kind of the junior what what were they the, just the first two they were the um resistance reborn which is the uh poe dameron general leia ray and finn rebuilding the resistance after the their defeat in the last jedi
0: that seems and to be the like
1: force collector that's kind of the lead story
0: here and the other one is i, was, I was talked about the two best ones before i go on. yep
1: you're right yeah. Yeah, you're right Sorry. Uh, and then, no, no. The,
0: the, the, the one you just said the with Poe is very central on the cover, which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, are, are they kind of telegraphing that this is mostly a Poe story? Maybe they're, they're focusing more it on is. him. It um, is. Yeah. I, and I kind of wonder if he's going to be a little bit more central in the movie as well. It seems like he might be. Um, now that he's part of the main team. Yeah. Um, and then that be second book, and
1: we'll focused. revisit it for a second, that second book, The Force Collector the Kevin Shinnick uh, book, Uh, this kind of teenager scavenger-looking dude. Um, He kind of looks like, oh, what's the dude from the video games from the 90s? (sighs) Mark, help me out.
4: Oh, Kyle Katarn? Yeah,
1: Kyle Katarn. He kind of like, if Kyle Katarn met the... like. in between episode three and four, Obi-Wan statue, the mythos Obi-Wan mm-hmm. <laughs> met Rey, and they're all kind of mashed up into one character. He's carrying, like, the Stormtrooper helmet, and then one thing I, I didn't even mention, which I should have, is, like, this backpack, he's got all kinds of weird crap on it, but There's including...
4: lightsaber, holocron, and a Jedi training uh, probe.
1: Yep, Jedi training pro- probe, and then also he's uh, has a gaffy stick, of all things. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe Tatooine? We're on Tatooine. So
0: it's the idea that this is just some kid that's trying to find his way because he yes. has Force powers, but he doesn't yep. really know. Okay, That yeah. is exactly you it. You could say which, he was setting out. Which I
4: think out. Tatooine is has a, has a good, strong pull because who's one Jedi you know came from Tatooine?
1: We're on Tatooine. I know Aaron loves the, that.
0: <laughs> I think this is really cool because of what it means for the story overall with you know this, this time period because right now it's like, oh, we have Rey – um, but we don't really know much about other Jedi that may have survived Damn. what Ben did, um, other Jedi that haven't been discovered yet. You know, so I think introducing another Force sensitive into this era is interesting. Um, I don't yeah. know that there's going to be a connect, you know, a direct connection to the movies, but it would be kind of cool if this is a kid that eventually, you know, gets trained by Rey or something like that. Yeah,
4: yeah, or Rey you know, establishes an order and brings him in as like the Force
1: expert. <laughs> mm-hmm. Could be. That'd be interesting. I mean, he has a lightsaber there, so those seem mm-hmm. to be the indicators. Well, hey, then we have uh, a couple more things that I'll just gloss over real quick. Um, he's got a, there's like a sound book called The Resistance, a uh, book and Magnetic Playset called Rise of Skywalker Magnetic Playset, very creatively, a little search and find book, uh, which is exciting, and then we get into some stuff that I'm pretty excited about.
3: Yeah, this one's good.
1: Yeah, this, this the art of Rise of Skywalker. The cover's revealed. It looks beautiful.
4: That cover is glorious. I love the look of Kylo's helmet, where yeah. you got the it's been repaired already.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's comes. The out, art of books are just that's one of my favorite things about a new movie I release. I love the like Force, Force Awakens art of one of the first books I have to get my hands on. Right. Um, I do think it's funny how the, the cover reveal has sparked all this Raylo stuff and now everyone's like, Raylo is confirmed because of a, a piece of art. What's, it's like
4: how how, how does do, Like I'm all for Raylo, but I don't get how that's confirmed after yeah. that.
0: Well it's one of those those things, it's like you see what you want to see. So yeah. people are grasping for anything they can get, and they saw that, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's well, it's
1: for sure now." I thought like, it was well. particular. I thought it was particularly vague. Even though they're making out, I don't think I wanted to, you know, draw any conclusions. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
1: coming out December twentieth. Sure. Maybe
0: I saw the alternate cover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I just <laughs> there is some. I'm sure there's fan art out there somewhere, but I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm kind of scared to. So
0: I just tweeted you one. <laughs> Oh, you, oh, you know geez. the
4: Visual Dictionary. What's exciting about that is the author. Anytime you got Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo doing anything, you're just
1: like, oh, oh you yeah, know this is gonna have. Some yeah, tickets. yep. Visual Dictionary by Pablo. Um, I, I expect more snark, just like the Last Jedi won. Um, <laughs> it was really. Snarky. He's doing.
0: He's done all, or like kind of all the, I Disney buyout movie ones, hasn't hasn't he? Yeah, I believe
1: so. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of like his jam. Yeah, I love it. I I got I got the Last Jedi won like the day after I saw the movie. Um, and it was a lot of fun to kind of... That's where I probably really fell in love with uh, our hero, Aaron, which I just blanked on his name, which I feel bad about. The... Uh, I, <laughs> I have really no idea blanking? what
0: you're talking about. You
1: know, the First Order officer, the the old salty one. Dang it.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Captain Kennedy. Captain Kennedy. The best character in The Last Jedi. Amen, Five sir. Five
2: minutes ago!
1: Amen, sir. I hope Amen. That
0: this one is a little more extensive than The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was... Uh, the visual dictionary for that one was very thin because I think they were still trying to be super secretive. Yeah. I think now that this is the final movie. I mean, although I guess there still will be some big secrets to be revealed, so maybe it's
1: kinda interesting. I don't like, know. They're
0: keeping some of the stuff close to the chest with these book releases because they come out so early, like yeah. the same day that the movie comes out. And so if anything starts leaking. Well,
1: like that art of um, a book comes out after the movie, which makes sense. Yeah,
0: they haven't yeah, even had have the
4: novelization date pinned down here, which I honestly thought that'd have been one of the the many.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have the official movie yeah. special uh, from Titan, and which is kind of like a special magazine that'll be out right after the movie, and then like a a kids' fiction book called "The Galaxy Needs You." It's kind of this cool um, animated Ray uh, cover on the book. It's it's a basically uh, I don't know the age group. It looks like age six to eight or so. Uh, kind of an adventure book which is exciting Um, there's a there's
4: a choose your own adventure book with poe and finn too Mm -hmm. that we zip by at the beginning looks pretty exciting i
1: love any kind of choose your own adventure yeah definitely definitely well and and so that's the books uh aaron so uh, we've hit on a bunch of it but what what's the like there's so much here what's the key takeaway uh what would be like if you're only picking one or two of these things to get uh what would you go for
0: I think the uh, the adult novel is probably the the big one that they're kind of be promoting, and that's that's gonna have the heaviest story elements. Yeah. Building um, oh, the, the, the po- gap between yeah. the two movies and the most connectivity probably to the films. The Force Collector looks really interesting to me just because of the matter. Um, so I'm excited. Those are two are probably my two top favorites, yeah. or not favorites, but just top most ones anticipated. That I'm excited yeah. I think about. I think mm-hmm. I'd
1: probably have to if I were picking. Definitely the Art of Book. I, I would probably snag that. And then, and then the Poe uh, book, the uh, Re- Resistance Reborn, uh, would was, is, would have to be up there. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, hey, also, uh, quick, uh, we got a couple other quick stories that we're gonna do before we uh, roll out of the episode. Um, and then stick around, and by stick around, I mean go subscribe to Mouse and Castle because we're gonna talk. We're gonna hit on some Galaxy's Edge stuff, but we're gonna leave the bulk of that discussion uh, to Mouse and Castle. Uh, Aaron, you won't believe this, but people th- have been saying I've been uh, talking about Galaxy's Edge too much. That's what people have been saying. They're tired of it.
0: <laughs> on the Star Wars Report? Or yeah. On, on Mouse Star Wars and Report.
1: It's it's appropriate for Mouse and Castle. <laughs> but, like, literally, <laughs> Bruce before the show was like, I was like, I added a story about Galaxy's Edge. They released the new John Williams music. <laughs> and he was like, dang it! Um, but no, we'll, we'll actually talk about that more in miles we and Can't Castle get through
2: an
3: episode without Galaxy's Edge coming up. I know it's
1: true. <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. But hey, this is not Galaxy's Edge. Hey, Disney wants the rights back from TBS and TNT for uh, s- distributing uh, Star Wars, but uh, they have to buy it back, and they said no. So it doesn't look like Disney Plus is going to get those st- uh, Star Wars films until like 2024. Which we- ones? uh i the list is in the story here
4: so just like the main a new hope basically right
1: yeah they sold the rights to turner in 2016 before it had completed plans for the disney and and we got this is a we got the article linked in the show notes but they didn't have the plans locked in for disney plus yet so um it's pretty common for studios to sell the rights to tv i mean it's happened for years i mean they used to be on spike remember spike um and then way back in the day they were on hbo Um uh, but uh, oh i
4: love i love the line here though disney made a preliminary inquiry about regaining the rights but met resistance oh, that's something they know about
1: <laughs> <laughs> a thing or two um but but yeah they um it actually doesn't list the specific film so uh, but i imagine it's the um the the main six Well, it
3: says uh, the six movies released between 77 and 2005, plus the newer title. Oh, you're
1: right. Nope, there it is. I missed that. It was right at the top of the story. Well, so that kind of sucks.
3: I don't know. I'd love to see that agreement. I mean, since I work in distribution in this industry, you know, there's this fine line to... What is TV and what's not TV? Sure, so if you gave sure, Turner TV yeah. rights, this is a streaming service. Does this really fall into the TV category? So I'd love to see how the agreement described what rights they were given. But it right. sounds like it was enough to cover a streaming service because yeah. Turner doesn't have the streaming rights. It doesn't say that; it just says they have the TV rights. Which is and yeah,
1: C&T. because like the new the new Disney ones are currently on Netflix. Like you can watch Solo on Netflix and The Last Jedi. Right. Uh, right now, so I don't know. It'll yeah. be interesting to track. Yeah, we'll see.
0: We'll see. And then one final story. Disney has enough power and influence. I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is the story now, but give it a little bit of time and they figure out a way.
4: Well, it yeah. does say that they've. it's got it where they have the rights to show the film on its cable network, which includes TNT and TBS and online. So that's that line,
1: uh, probably how they cover the streaming. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, we got you now. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, uh, hey, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Well, hey, one last quick news story that we're going to hit. Jon Favreau called the shots on season two. That's right. Season two of The Mandalorian is evidently underway. And this story from sciencefiction.com uh, actually dug into a few more details that I, I think we've just missed on the show as far as The Mandalorian goes. This may have been announced at Celebration during the panel, but there's a few additional details in here that I wanted to bring up with you guys about Mm -hmm. The Mandalorian. The first one, of course, the lead here is that they're already planning Season 2, which is no surprise. I'm sure they are confident that it's a hit. And, of course, we know Dave Filoni is producing. He directed that first episode. Um, But uh, let's see. Episodes will be released. It says eight episodes that are going to be released one per week, not all at once, yep. uh, Netflix style. So uh, that was new to me. I don't know if it was just like something that slipped by, but yeah, I that thought one that was, was out there. Yeah, I thought but that I was think interesting. interesting.
4: Is is Gina's got more information? Cara Dune is her character, an ex Rebel shock trooper. Yeah, they mentioned and that. Kyle the... Weathers is playing Grief Kagara, the head of this guild of bounty hunters. Yeah, those are things that they talked
1: about a little bit in the celebration panel. Um, although he wasn't there, Giancarlo Esposito is like this, uh, badass Imperial dude that looks pretty cool too. Um, nice. but yeah, they're basically, according to Lucasfilm president, Kathleen Kennedy, this is just the first of several Star Wars shows being developed for Disney plus. We are already, we already know that a show featuring Cassie and Andor, yep. Uh, that takes place before Rogue One is in the works and there's rumbling of, of a series about Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, that's True. in the earliest stages of discussion. That's an apt way of putting it. Early stage of discussion because I seriously doubt it's that far along.
0: There's there's always rumblings about some Obi-Wan. There have been rumblings
1: about Obi-Wan since like 2000, (laughs) since Clone Wars was coming out. I remember. Yeah, the the only
4: rumblings about Obi-Wan you need to pay attention to right now are coming from Master and Apprentice. Check that out.
1: Oh, oh oh, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll get to that in Boba's Bounty. But uh, but hey, uh, speaking of Boba's Bounty, let's get into it. However. Rather than uh, the normal stinger that I always play, let's kick it off properly with John Williams, brand new suite, now available on the Walt Disney YouTube channel and Spotify officially. It's officially out, guys. It's the Galaxy's Edge theme music. (laughs) He said very dramatically as he cued the audio. And Good. waited for his computer to respond. For the love oh, of God! Edge. Come on, it there? No! Wait. His computer no. doesn't want him no. to play
4: it, Bruce. His no. computer's no. against him. It's on your side.
1: There it is. Huh. Perfect timing. Smooth, right? <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a perfect and flawless intro for this week's Boba's Bounty. I do kind of dig it. Uh, so yeah, my Boba's no. Bounty this week is about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Guys, you thought we were going to get through an episode <laughs> without talking about Galaxy's Edge? Well, you're wrong. Here we are. Um, and I just kind of wrapped up all the stories into one. But yes, uh, this week, this past week, I had the harrowing journey of pre-ordering the new iPhone. And by that I mean it's the, the iPhone GE. Uh, the Galaxy's Edge. Because that's what it was like. Uh, they Disney announced that for the lottery tickets that you have to get for the first few weeks at Disneyland, uh, you can get it A, which, which is what we did. Aaron, another reason I have you on the show this week is we did the, the super uber Disney fan thing to do. We booked a stay at an expensive Disney resort just in order to guarantee four measly hours at Galaxy's Edge. But was that enough? was that enough i ask you nay (laughs) nay uh so we also we realized something for the party of us going me aaron my sister bethany william my girlfriend savannah we are all we are all discussing amongst ourselves the the possibilities we realize if you have a disney account the reservation process is separate to do it online First come, first serve to pick one of these time slots that they're offering, just to keep the crowds at a manageable level, and so, so that's that what we did. That is legit, huh? Yeah,
4: I had only heard that as a rumor. No, wow. that's
1: what they did, and so we were there. You parked at the Disneyland website on the on the page. It's like, do not refresh. Stand by. Tickets will be made available at uh, what was it, 10 p.m. Pacific time and by 10 p.m. specific time we mean 10.40 Pacific time because I sat in front of my computer for 40 minutes waiting impatiently watching Twitter as everyone celebrated ooh I got my time slot and I didn't I was like
0: come on page load
2: load." Um, it was
0: in the a.m. because I was at work yep. it was uh, I mm-hmm. think it was my time it was like 1 p.m. at work and <laughs> William was in a similar situation he was at work too so we were like ducking out of meetings <laughs> So I have a meeting starting, you know, but yeah, it took almost an hour uh, to, to get some time slots. So I had to, I had to book to another meeting and I was like remote, remoting into a meeting as I'm like refreshing <laughs> Disneyland website. I
2: love
1: it. I love it. Nice. Well, and so this is what it allowed us to do is we were each separately able to reserve a time slot, but not just for us, but for a party of up to six. So we pieced together oh! like four different time slots throughout the weekend, so we Brilliant. could feasibly be. Uh, we have two time slots on Saturday, one on Friday night, and one on Sunday morning.
4: <laughs> Just watch out for bounty hunters, man. They may be watching you. I've seen you in here before.
1: <laughs> I know that's kind of what I'm afraid of. They're like, "Wait a second, you cheated this." Si- hey, we don't well, serve now that your you've kind
0: here. It on your- podcast oh wait what?
1: this isn't on the internet is
0: it some disney employee is like looking up your name right now and canceling Damn all it, your reservations
1: no! <laughs> no. dang it you're, you're, probably, not, going you're, in, you're, you're probably, not going in you're not going in
2: you're not going you're, either god no probably, so
1: you're probably right you're probably right but i'm hyped i mean you guys already know i'm i'm super hyped for galaxy's edge and we'll probably talk about it a little bit more but uh enough about me uh, anybody else uh, want to jump in for uh, their Boba's bounty this week
2: I'm oh. coming in hot <laughs> alright
4: well you know it was uh, May the 4th happened this weekend and yes, it sir. also happened to be free comic book day yes, the sir. first Saturday in May the two coincide it was like a miracle like when Jesus come up back from life you know I was just really excited uh, I went down to the well, you comic went, book store got to, to the, wear my,
1: my <laughs> you went to the max for that analogy Mark <laughs>
4: Dude, I did. Uh, So I went down there. I had my Jedi robe. I was sporting the Star Wars Report shirt, had a Rebel hat, you know. And they had a a reporter down there who was doing pictures and stuff because he was, you know – Reporting on the fact that it was May the Fourth, as well as Free Comic Book Day, so you know he's talking to all these different people and stuff. And I'm like, oh, by the way, you know, I do this podcast network. Next thing I know, I'm having this little mini interview with the guy. I'm like, yeah, you know, we got all these different shows, naming off Bookworms. I'm like, yeah, they were on the celebration stage, celebrating their 100th episode, talking about all the Hype other man. shows on the network. It was really cool just to have that little bit of, of recognition locally, you know, because the comic book stores are like, yeah, man, you should be interviewing him. He's got his own Star Wars podcast and website. I'm like, well, you know, part of a network, but it's awesome yeah you should check it out so yeah that's what i did and then i also i finally finished uh, master and apprentice uh, by claudia gray great book i highly recommend it i won't spoil you but i think everyone should at least uh go and check that out especially if you're a fan of qui-gon jinn and obi-wan it's a different take on the background than say jude watson's but even though i came in a little trepidatious because of that oh my god i fell in love with this book when i was halfway through it i couldn't set it down and i haven't had that since the new Jedi order
1: oh night! Nice. wow high praise high praise nice. for master and apprentice from Mr. Yes. Mark Rilliman. Um yes. Bruce, did gonna you... going to add to that. I was going to... Did You You were listening to the audiobook, right?
3: I was listening to the audiobook. I'm a little more than halfway through it. And uh, yeah, so far, so really good. I'm looking forward to get through the rest of it. The audiobook is, has been great to listen to. And uh, I see people talking about it in the Star Wars Bookworms Goodreads group. So if you're not part of that... There you go. You know... Aaron Goins does that show, man. you got to go in the Goodreads group, talk about Master and Apprentice. But my my Boba's Bounty is similar to Mark's but not as exciting because I, for free comic book day, went to a comic book shop. First thing in the morning when they opened, I got yeah. my Star Wars Adventures free comic. Nice. Plus other comics that were there. But there were uh, all Ghostbusters people in cosplay. We didn't have any Star Wars people. They were all what? like go- Ghostbusters. Yeah, what's up with that, you know? I guess you got to take what you get. <laughs> I don't want them to ghost bust Yoda and Obi Wan and Anakin. So, <laughs>
1: mm, yeah.
3: <laughs> but that was that's my Boba's back. Nice. Uh, so yeah. oh, wait, so
1: wait, are
4: you saying that's what the pack Ray has when she's going up to the Death Star? She's got like a ghost pack.
3: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I ain't afraid <praying> of no ghosts.
1: <laughs> nice, Aaron. Any uh, Star Wars? I know I already talked about the Galaxy's Edge. Do you did you do anything uh, special for May the Fourth?
0: I did get out of the house. Um, Victoria was working, so I was... For the first kids, time this so year. No. <laughs> yeah. No, It's it was a little tough to get out as yeah. early. So, I, unfortunately, by the time I made it to the local comic book shop, they had been pretty picked over for the free comic books. There was, like, one, like, DC Comics, like, Super Friends or something thing left. So I grabbed that for Quinn. Oh, but, so I missed all the Star Wars ones. But, um, I mean, you- I'll... I'll give my endorsement for Master and Apprentice as well. I've been reading that. I'm not all the way through. I'm probably about three quarters of the way through, um, and I'm absolutely loving it. And I think with Dooku Jedi Lost um, that just came out as well, kind of seems like it's going to be a bit of a companion piece to that book Mm -hmm. um, from the things that I've heard. And I did like actually jump in and listen to the beginning of it just because I kind of wanted to hear it. But if you're a fan of the Jedi and the Force and the Sith and all of that stuff uh, the recent novels that have come out in new canon have really been feeding that very yeah. much um, you know it's been a lot of it's been a lot of focus on characters that aren't necessarily Force users so to finally get a couple of these books in a row that are kind of back to that that type of storytelling uh, it makes me uh, really excited
1: yeah yeah dude I, that's awesome I love it I love it I I think I mean I had a great May the Fourth too. I know I already did kind of a Boba's Bounty, but I did like a did a Star Wars 5K here on base. So I went out to that. There were people in costume. It was a good time, and I uh, watched uh, a good chunk of the Phantom Menace and had a grand old Star Warsy time. Good times. Good times. Well, folks, that's going to put the wraps up on this episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, being with us each and every week. I want to give a big shout out to everyone supporting this podcast directly. Uh, that's right, you guys supporting us on Patreon. Thank you so much for doing what you do and making this show happen each and every week. Hey, uh, you, can too, you too can support us. Patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's where you get access just for the dollar level. We add you to our exclusive patron chat. And uh, you can chat with us each week during the week. And um, also, we give you access to every episode we've ever recorded. The entire archive. Eight years of the Star Wars Report. You can go relive all of the biggest moments in Star Wars history for the last near decade on the podcast. And that's just at the dollar level over at patreon.com slash starwarsreport. Check it out. Hey, also email us starwarsreport at gmail.com. The Twitter is at starwarsreport. It's, of course, facebook.com slash starwarsreport. And, uh, hey... Uh, we always appreciate those iTunes reviews. It really helps spread the word about the show. So uh, make sure if you haven't, uh, leave us an iTunes review. You can go to starwarsreport.com slash iTunes. Or if you're using the Apple Podcast app, it's super easy. Just go right there in your app and leave us a rating and review. We appreciate it, and thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Aaron Goins, I know people can find you on the Star Wars Bookworms podcast. Uh, where else can you point folks to who want to hear your stuff?
0: Um, that's pretty much it. Comes with Star Wars, Star Wars bookworms, and then um, I'm on Twitter at Av if you want to chat with me about anything.
1: There you geek go. Related. There you go, Mr. Hurlman?
4: You know me, illogical rogue two out there on the web. I've got the Twitter, I've got the Facebook, I got the Instagram going, and I'm occasionally on the PlayStation Four.
1: There you go, uh, illogical rogue two. Of course, Bruce is at Admiral underscore Rex. Bruce, any uh, any internet? Activities you want to send people to to check out recently that you've been a part of?
3: Uh, you know, I don't know. I do a show called Literary Tracks. Not, yeah, Literary Tracks on Trek FM. Star Trek Books and Comics. But I don't know if anybody wants to listen to that. But
2: I got a haircut. <laughs> yeah, but I got a haircut.
1: So to see a picture of Bruce Gibson's haircut, follow him on Twitter. He's about to post it. Yeah. <laughs> You wasn't planning on it, yeah, but he is now. Sure, 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 uh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what's happening. Of course, I am yeah, at. <laughs> I'm at the Riley guy. R I L E Y. You can follow me on Twitter, and Snapchat, and the central and best place to find me on Instagram, at the Riley guy. And I'm gonna do one last shout out. If you haven't checked it out uh, and you like Disney, check out Mouse and Castle podcast. That's what I'm recording right after this. We're doing this week's episode. I'll probably delve into even more Galaxy's Edge. Ha! So there, it's happening. Uh, so check it out mouse and castle podcast wherever you download podcasts but on that note i'm just gonna say may the force be with you and remember many bothans died to bring you this podcast
0: saw people saying on twitter that you can already hear the galaxy's edge music through the walls at disneyland
1: wait
4: really I bet. dang yeah, you should nice nice that that theme just sounds just like you're standing there you can just imagine the show about to begin here like, oh, so are bruce and get- mark
1: you guys want to stick around for uh mouse castle do no.
4: i would love to but i gotta get ready for
1: scouts uh, <laughs> so, gotta go, yeah. oh, i gotta but, help oh, I, gotta work I, gotta, I gotta i got i gotta got a thing it's a i gotta <laughs>
0: Bruce, uh, has yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Bruce has to write his Raylo fanfic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's in the- All right, guys, take care. We'll see you guys. Good luck tonight. Bruce, so, uh, yeah. uh, if you don't mind doing the draft, I'll uh, – oh, oh, Okay. <clears throat> so, Baron, I guess
0: we're <laughs> – They were like yeah. – They couldn't get out of here fast enough. No. No.